everyone, and welcome to the First Thing You Think Of podcast. I'm Olivia, the founder of La Casa de los Lenguas magazine, a bi-monthly magazine about languages and cultures. And I'm Ellie, the founder of the travel brand One Globe 360. So today we're going to be looking at the differences between Christianity and Judaism. And as we were just talking about before starting this, it is something that I would say both of us get a little bit confused by. Um, and I think it's mainly because, um, well, because of Jesus, really, isn't it? I know it is for me, because I think kind of like when growing up and learning about it in school, I think especially because Christianity, you know, was the, you know, the main religion for us is, is the more dominant religion here in the UK. And it's the one that we learn from a very young age. It's kind of weird to think that you know, Judaism came before Christianity and that while Jesus played such a major role in Christianity, he was actually the founder of Judaism. I think he was the founder of Judaism, was he? No, I think that was Abraham, but I think he was the founder of Christianity, but he was actually a Jew, which I think is a little bit confusing, isn't it? I don't think like every day you get mixed up between the two of them, but I think when it comes down to knowledge and like little things like that, I think it's easy to get a little bit confused. Yeah, I'm definitely a little bit confused. I think I've got a lot to learn. I know I know the basics of both religions. I probably know a little bit more about Christianity than I do Judaism. Um, although after last episode, maybe I feel like I know a bit more about Judaism now. Um, but like I was saying just before we, we recorded, there are a lot of sort of, they, in, they interlink in many ways, the, the two religions, but they also then, of course, differ in many ways. So it's going to be interesting to sort of compare the similar aspects and then sort of delve deeper into the differences as well. Yeah, so just to talk about kind of the two religions together, obviously they do have a lot of similarities, as you said, but then they do also have those main differences that make them two distinct religions. It's going to be interesting to kind of see what those are, but also see what the similarities are. But kind of just looking at the similarities first and what makes them the same is the fact that Judaism and Christianity are both monotheistic religions. They both believe in just one God and they believe that two, so they make up, sorry, two of the three Abrahamic religions. The other Abrahamic religion is, I think I'm right in saying Islam. So they are known as Abrahamic religions due to um, the role of Abraham in each of these three religions Um, and all of those three Abrahamic religions consider him to be the first prophet so Abraham is also thought to have been the first Jew and he made the covenant which is um, means agreement between the Jews and God and the covenant is sorry the covenant is very very important in Judaism because it's it's around that centers this agreement that Jews are the chosen people and um, a lot of misunderstandings come from that that term of the chosen people it doesn't mean that they think that they're better than everyone else but more so that you know it's, it's them kind of chosen to look after the world and and things like that but for me it might sound so simple and so you know obvious but I didn't realize that they were called Abrahamic religions because of the role of Abraham and I guess that's so simple when I I think about it but I just never kind of like realized it Mm -hmm. no I mean I've obviously heard of Abraham I'm gonna fully admit i knew that Abraham was a part of Judaism but I didn't know that he was a part of Christianity um I may be really showing here my lack of of knowledge of, of religion but I didn't yeah wasn't aware that they were known as Abrahamic religions um so yeah I mean really this, this is showing my extreme lack of knowledge but 
I guess it's all just putting it all together, isn't it? Sort of like all the context needed to then, to then I guess we're going to discuss the differences. Um, or do you want to go on to the differences now and in particularly how they see Jesus? Yeah, so it might be a little bit weird to think of like the differences in how they see Jesus because really, I think for both of us, it would kind of be a similarity that we think really because it's something that we get confused with. Um, yeah. But it's, I guess it's really, at least from researching it, which we'll go into, but it's really the way in which they view Jesus that makes them different. So just to give a bit of context to that. So the main difference between Judaism and Christianity lies in the role of Jesus in both of the religions. So while Christians recognize Jesus as their Messiah and personal savior who took human form to atone our sins, for Jews, Jesus doesn't have any part in their theology and he is not considered as a divine being. So the most that Jews recognize him um, is as a Jewish teacher and the founder of Christianity but for them he's not seen as a savior so consequently all of the Christian holidays that celebrate important aspects of Jesus's life they don't form any um, part of Jewish life or any of their practices so you know Jews won't celebrate holidays such as Christmas, Easter, Advent, any of those things um, and kind of I'm sure, I probably think that you wouldn't have realized this because you wouldn't have had studied Judaism but like no, actually, I wouldn't have guessed that, but actually having, like, you know, read that out and, and thinking about that through also taking my knowledge of studying Judaism, now I realise that the none of the holidays in Judaism centre around Jesus at all. It's not mm-hmm. something that I would have realised unless I had read it. But, yeah, so did you realise... Um, is this, like, I guess, I don't know what to say, really, but is this something that you would have thought like would you have guessed this I mean it's interesting because it's not something that I I'll admit it's not something I've ever really particularly thought about um just because I haven't known really too much about Judaism at all so I think I think definitely it's surprising I think I probably just assumed that they essentially did celebrate the holidays such as Christmas and Easter because obviously it's relating to, to, to Jesus. Um, but I'm sort of thinking back to when I was at school, in primary school, um, I actually had a friend and uh, her family uh, were, were Jews. And I'm just sort of thinking back to actually remembering that they didn't celebrate Christmas. I don't think I really sort of put it, put the two together at the time, if that makes sense. Yeah. I probably was, was too young to sort of connect the, you know, the dots and the, oh, okay, they're, they're, they're Jews, so they don't celebrate. And that's why they don't celebrate uh Christmas but yeah I mean I probably haven't made a section before um because I probably just haven't really thought about it um that, that again just shows my extreme lack of knowledge towards the topic but I think the one thing that does make me think back to it is my friend at primary school um but I don't know many Jewish people in fact I don't wouldn't say I am friends with anyone who is, is Jewish um not many of my friends are, are religious um, and those that are don't follow Judaism. So, um, yeah, I guess it's something I didn't really think of before. Yeah, it would be interesting to kind of think of or like you can kind of like look up kind of the the impact of commercialization on that because obviously you know in general it's that you know they don't celebrate holidays such as Christmas or Easter but in particular Christmas Christmas has become you know very commercialized and you often see people who aren't Christians themselves kind of celebrating Christmas 
but without the religious aspect of it if you get what I mean so just the you know the prayers and giving or spending time with family so I guess it's important to kind of you know keep in mind that although you know we're saying in general that they don't celebrate Christmas or Easter it could be that they just don't celebrate the religious aspect of it because for me personally you know I'm not religious but you know my family still celebrates Christmas but we just don't take into account really the religious aspect of it Mm -hmm. so it'd be interesting to kind of like you know see if that's had an impact or anything but I was just thinking that when you were talking like what do you think is the impact of you know making these assumptions like you said you know you just had never thought about it you know if they did or didn't celebrate these you know uh festivals it, it like you know we just kind of assume because we have obviously have much more um you know knowledge of Christianity and that that way of life because you know it surrounds us on a daily basis more or less and then we just assume that not just Judaism but maybe other people from other religions just the same it's like Christianity sets the bar for everything else what do you think are the dangers of making those kind of assumptions and just kind of like putting all religions into a ball that they they are just the same as as Christianity I think the dangers are disrespecting the other religions they all deserve their own separate thought if that makes sense you know we shouldn't all just assume oh if this is the case in Christianity well then this is the case in, in Judaism because that might not be the case so I think you know it's quite disrespectful to just put all religions maybe in one one category or one um thought process when actually there's so much to them all to sort of unravel you know yes there are some similarities but also probably more differences between all the different religions and I think it's not doing them justice if we don't consider those. Um, I think it's a danger to sort of, I guess, education of religion if we all, or if we're all sort of taught, or if we all we all discuss it in a similar way. If that makes sense, because they have their own identities, the religions. And I think for those that follow the religions, it's disrespectful just to assume, you know, assumptions. I miss the whole part of this podcast, isn't it? We're trying to break down the misconceptions, stop assuming, stop stereotyping about things. So I think it's important to yeah to sort of be aware of all of the religions as like individual religions rather than sort of grouping them together yeah and I know obviously here now we're talking about you know kind of from a Christian perspective of like taking that viewpoint and using those assumptions from we know Christianity and applying them to Judaism but I guess if it was like you know a different part of the world it could be um you know if you're brought up um in an environment where you know there's mostly Muslims or you're Muslim yourself then you know they could make those assumptions and take those from their religion and apply them to Judaism but obviously you know our assumptions would be based on Christianity and I think Mm -hmm. as well when you've got two religions which are so kind of well they are closely linked because obviously the Abrahamic religions are both you know monotheistic and they do have their similarities but I think that sometimes when you're you know kind of when you've got two religions that are so closely together so close together and they overlap in some ways I think that making that assumptions it's got to be I would say more damaging but also it must be you know quite annoying and frustrating for the follower of of the followers of that religion that you're making the assumptions for I think mm-hmm. particularly because um you know Christianity and and Judaism uh you know are are more closely linked it's got to be kind of just frustrating you know for some Jews when they see that these assumptions are being made based on people's knowledge of Christianity I think like I said just generally making assumptions is just not not you know not not the right thing to do especially 
you know with, with religion where obviously it's so important to like be respectful and like you know not yeah not be disrespectful to to religion I think you know because religion forms such an important part of so many people's lives you know if, if I know we're both not religious but if if someone was made an assumption about something we were both passionate about whether it be a hobby or a sport or music or anything like that I'm sure it would offend us as well so it's no different with religion you know you have to respect you know what what people believe or you know each individual part of like a religion whether it be like what they read what they wear like we were talking about in the last episode you know with the orthodox Jews like it's just important just to not assume things about any aspect of the religion because it's the way they live their lives and that's how it, you know that's how they want to be and I think just assuming things is wrong and I think the right thing to do is to sort of educate yourselves as we're both doing now um, and to see why things are the way they are rather than just assuming things for what they could be. Yeah so kind of um, moving on then to a difference were differences in their religious texts and then we'd also have a look at some similarities in their religious texts. I think it's important to like show the both sides although that mm-hmm. you know there are key differences that we need to keep in mind that there are still at the same time similarities and I think it is important to show the both sides but in terms of the differences in their religious texts um while the new testament is very important to christianity it doesn't form any part um of the jewish faith as it's all about the life death and resurrection of jesus and that just shows again that isn't it um you know the importance of keeping in mind that difference um of the role of jesus in both christianity and judaism because i think that's kind of like the main I don't want to say misconception because I don't think people have been kind of like wrongly educated. I think the the thing that is that people haven't been educated, if that makes sense. Um, but I think it's just a good example, isn't it, of like you have one misconception, let's say, um, and it just kind of filters into everything else and it, it makes kind of your ideas about everything wrong in a way. I think, yeah, I mean, it's just... There's so much to it, isn't there? And I think it's so important that we are comparing like the differences and the similarities. And I mean, there's just so much that I'm I'm learning, and I think it's making me so aware of, of everything that I don't know. Because you know, when, when we break it down into whether it be you know how they see Jesus or differences and similarities in religious texts or views of God, you know, it actually is just making me realise that there is so much to to religion and. Um, you know, religious texts is something that I would say when I look back to studying religious studies at school, the religious texts, I think, formed like a pretty fundamental part of the education. What, looking back to just, I guess I'm going off on a tangent here, but it'd be interesting to, to hear your perspective. Thinking back to how you were taught, you know, religious studies at school, what stands out to you in terms of what you were taught? Was it you know the religious texts was it the fundamental core ideas was it how people live their lives with religion like what's the what stands out to you that you like remember from learning about all these different religions um well I guess if we're going back to straight to primary school you know we just learned about Christianity and I think we mainly just learned like oh you know this is the bible and like you know those types of things and I think a lot of the time it was more so focused about kind of you know the texts um rather than their way of life and how 
you know those texts are um you know interpreted and how they play out in real life and then a lot of people when you get to GCC um I obviously then you know you look into things um kind of more in terms of you know we looked at festivals and I guess as I say and like more into how those texts play out in um real life um you know so yeah we looked at the festivals we looked at the rituals and not just kind of saying this is what happens but also looking into like the the ethical side of it so um at UCC we'd have we'd have like former questions where it was just like you know describe a Jewish marriage ceremony but also we then have like a question which would be a statement and we'd be maybe looking into the ethical side of divorce um, we'd be looking into the ethical side of, um, you know, as we were looking at in the last episode, reform and um, orthodox Judaism. So we'd be looking into the ethical side of a religion kind of evolving with the society or the relevance of, um, you know, the commandments, which I think, I don't want to say is more important than just like learning the rules or learning the things, other things about the religion, like, you know, what happens in a marriage ceremony and listing that off because you need to have you know all of that you know information to be able to talk about the ethical side of it um but a lot of people uh didn't like a level because it's completely different the way in which you learn about religion is just completely different and one of my friend's sister had done a level and she came back and she told uh, my friend and said that like just don't do religious studies at a level because it's completely different again and the major difference is that you don't just look at religions but you look at um ethics and I can't remember it's ethics and something but ethics basically so you look at um kind of um Aquinas and like his kind of theories and stuff I don't know if they're called theories but they're like Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I, I can't think of the word to explain them but you don't just look at religion you look at, at those types of things um, and I think that's so important as well because although when we're talking about religion we tend to think of mainly Christianity, Judaism, Islam there's so much more to it than that it's so much more as well than just you know texts because it's, it's how how those religions actually play out in real life but I think even like the simplest things are also part of religion and religious studies. Like, as I just said, ethics, like the whole thing behind the motive of your actions and what makes that right and what makes that wrong. It's not just what we would consider to be these major religions or I these think what, religious texts. I think, I think what's really interesting, and I remember talking to people, you know, some of my friends that did RS, uh, you know, religious studies for A-level, and there weren't many, you know, in my school. And that's something else I'm sure we could pick up on in, in maybe a future episode of why, well, in my experience, there weren't many people at my school that, that went on to study it at A-level. Uh, we can talk about maybe the reasons why, but I do remember speaking to them and they did, again, talk about, like, the ethics side of it and the theories and, like, it was quite sort of philosophical and things like yeah. that. So there's a lot to it. And I think, so from what, what we've, you know, talked about in the last, you know, episode especially, there is so much to a particular religion it's not just religious texts or the religious people it, it in terms of like is it jesus is it god is it abraham like you know these the religious like figures if i don't really know the best word maybe figures is the right word but um there's definitely a lot, a lot more to it you know like you said ethics 
you know, theories, philosophy, you know, there's, there's a lot more. And I think definitely from what you're saying, you, you definitely delve a bit deeper at A-level and like GCSE and A-level. Whereas when I think back to, you know, learning, I stopped in year nine. So that's probably, probably just covered the absolute basics of like a couple of religions. So I can't look back and wish I'd done, you know, religious studies A-level because it does sound really interesting. And I think it gives you more of like an open-minded perspective because you're also much aware, you know, more aware of all the different religions around the world and you've got that sort of deeper understanding. I think it's like travel, isn't it? Like when, from my experience of traveling, I've been to different countries that are so different to, you know, to where I live, really opens your eyes up to like how people live their lives in a different way. And I think that's the same with, with religion. Um, so yeah, should we move on? Shall I, shall I sort of talk about the similarities in the religious texts? Yeah. Yeah, so the Torah, the Torah, which is the holy book for Jews, is the first part of the Jewish Bible. It consists of the first five books of the Old Testament, which is also part of Christianity. For Jews, they see the Old Testament as a set of instructions from God as to how they should live their lives. They believe that the Torah was revealed to Moses directly by God. So again, what are your what are your thoughts on sort of looking at the similarities in the religious texts? I mean, I know this kind of episode is all about the differences, and I always knew there were similarities, but I didn't realise just how big some of the similarities are as well. And I know that just seems a bit weird in, in thinking about the whole point of this episode. But also, I feel like, not that we're ever told that Christianity, you know, is more important. Well, no religion is more important, but it, it does, when you're brought up in a society which is mainly Christian, it makes it feel like it's more important. Because I guess it's more important in terms of how it affects your life. And when we kind of think maybe of religions I kind of think of Christianity before Judaism and to kind of think like you know hearing you say that it's kind of like well Judaism literally comes before Christianity because you know the the, well the Old Testament was revealed to Moses by God so you know that was all part of of Judaism so it's kind of like I guess it's kind of just reversing not what we were ever told because we were never told like you know, or Chris, Christianity came before Judaism. But I think we just make that assumption because it's just what we were brought up around. So it's kind of like, it reverses everything that I kind of just ever assumed. I mean, I I didn't really know any of what I've just said in terms of similarities. I didn't know any of it at all. Um, I didn't know that they sort of interlinked in this, in this way, um, you know, in terms of, you know, the religious text. So... Yeah, I really didn't know. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? Like you said, it's important not to just not to just discuss differences between like these, you know, these two religions, but also similarities, because you know they do interlink in many ways. And I think obviously Judaism and Christianity, more so than other religions, really do have similarities and they do interlink and crossover. So it's important to like discuss those aspects that are, you know are very similar. Yeah, and I also think it just goes to prove even more like when you were asking like earlier do we mainly learn about religious texts in religious studies or is it more than that and I think it just goes to show how important it is to not learn just about religious texts because if we were just going to learn about religious texts we would see a massive overlap between Christianity and Judaism you know in the fact that quite literally like you know out of the two sections of um, you know the bible one of them is part of Judaism you know and you would think 
I think just making an assumption from that you would think that you know they would be very very similar I just think it goes to show the importance of not just learning about religious texts but learning about the ways of life for people who follow these religions because that's got to be where the major difference between Christianity and Judaism lies in a lot of ways is how they put this into practice because I'm sure they don't all kind of interpret the old old testament in the same way because as it says that it's a set of instructions from God and you know in Christianity you have the 10 commandments and in Judaism you have the 613 commandments um I'm sure they must have more commandments in Christianity I'm not too sure maybe it's just like the 10 commandments are the main ones I'm sure they got more things they must have like more things that they go by as well I'm not too sure but you know as we saw in the last episode as well of like even how differently um you know things were interpreted between you know different followers of of Judaism how they go into different branches you know so it just goes to show doesn't it how important it is to see and learn about how this plays out in real life because although yes like you know they both have the old testament and that's important into how they they live their lives the real difference is how it plays out for for each Mm -hmm. person who follows the religions and it's interesting again you pick up on that because obviously as we talked about in the last episode you can have brackets within a religion. So we talked about the reform, you know, reformed Jews, Orthodox Jews in the last episode. And obviously they are both, you know, both they're both Jewish, you know, Jewish people, they're all Jewish people, but they have, I guess, interpreted these their faith in a different way, like different ways, if that makes sense. So they're following it slightly differently. Maybe, you know, we discussed the Orthodox is slightly more traditional and you can sort of identify Orthodox Jews perhaps more so in terms of how they look, their hair and what they wear. So there are notable differences even within a religion. I think it's important to not forget that, um, you know, especially with Judaism. Um, I think with Christianity, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's not as much in sort of in terms of like identifying someone that's a Christian in terms of what they wear or like their hair, things like that. I think that's potentially more with, with Judaism, like Orthodox Jews. Yeah, kind of not from what, what I know of, like... Um... I was going to say I've studied Judaism more in depth, but I feel like I, I say that because kind of like, well, at GCC, we did one exam on Christianity and one exam on Judaism. But I feel like it felt like I learned more with Judaism because it was completely new. So it feels like I know Judaism more in depth kind of through education. But I think it's just because it feels like that, because you kind of learned of Christianity throughout rather than in like one year. Um but like with Judaism there's a lot of you know traditional clothing you know and and things like that and there's nothing I can think of the top of my head with Christianity but you know it's it's difficult to generalize isn't it because I know as we looked at in the last episode there's many different I don't want to say types of Judaism but like different branches and it's I don't know why, but it feels weird to think of that with Christianity because I don't, I guess like Catholicism and Protestantism are different branches of Christianity, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mm-hmm. There must be more than that, of course, as we looked at Judaism, there's probably things within that, but um, not that I can think of in terms of like, like being able to recognize identity wise, but I'm sure there must be some things. But again, I don't know if this is just through kind of learning about it, but I feel like 
Jewish people have a stronger identity than Christians. And I I don't know whether that's just kind of like, I might be completely wrong with that. That might just be my experience with it. Or maybe it's because kind of like, you know, throughout history, obviously they've been persecuted quite a lot. And, you know, as we've seen with the, the Hasidic Jews yesterday, where they don't tend to have a lot of contact with people who aren't in the Jewish community. Um, I don't know. I just feel like they they have a stronger identity. It kind of gives me that that vibe. I think potentially too, because there are fewer uh, fewer Jewish people than there are Christians. I think I'm correct in saying that. So, yeah. like we talked about yesterday, perhaps people who, are, who who follow Judaism have a stronger maybe community sort of feel. Maybe they like. Do they? I mean, I'm really guessing. Do they live closer together, or do they socialize more with each other? Like, I'm really don't know but I'm, I'm sort of guessing um you know why that might be the case um but yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot to sort of you know Judaism especially as we talked about in the last episode the different brackets um you know I certainly was not aware when I thought of Judaism I would have just thought of you know one one thing one thing if that makes sense one set of beliefs or you know the way they follow the religion but actually no that's not that not, not not you know not the case there's orthodox there's reform there's the other one which I'm very sorry I can't remember what it's called that you just talked about um Hasidic. so Hasidic that's the one yeah so I think potentially you know we did we did touch upon yesterday didn't we that community side of, of, of Judaism and the impact it has on on you know on the religion and people who follow it um should I move on to differences in their views of God? I, I guess yeah. we're sort of going through, aren't we, and looking at similarities and differences. This is going to be a really interesting one. So Christianity and Judaism are, are not in agreement about God as a divine being. Christians see God as a holy trinity. This means that God is the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is seen as the bodily incarnation of God and as a mediator between God and man. Hebrew Christian missionaries say that this belief is compatible with Judaism, but Judaism says that while these beliefs may be okay for those who are non-Jews, they're not for Jews themselves. For Jews, this idea of God is completely forbidden according to the Hebrew Bible. In, De- in Deuteronomy 6, uh, 6.4, 6.4, I'm not too sure how you refer to that, um, but it says, Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Therefore, Judaism is based around the concept of the oneness of God, which is seeing him as a sole divine being. So what does that make you, what's your initial sort of response to the differences in their views of God? Yeah, so um, I guess if you you didn't study like um, religious studies, that might sound a bit like complicated. I don't know if it, yeah. you completely understand it, it, that. Not, not, not really, not fully, to be honest. Yeah, so again, it just, I guess it just goes back to like um, their differences in the views of Jesus. So for Christians, Jesus is obviously the son of God um, and he was brought here to atone for the sins of, of uh, humanity. So they kind of see um, God as as basically the Holy Trinity just describes how they see God. So they see him obviously as the father. So, you know, he made everyone and all of that. And then the son, so that includes Jesus because he brought Jesus here. I'm sure it's something like Jesus is God incarnate or something like that. I might be wrong mm-hmm. there, but basically, you know, obviously brought Jesus to the world. And also then um, he's the Holy Spirit. So I can't remember too much about that, but 
yeah it's kind of i think it's represented as kind of like um a dove basically those are just three of what three things of what god is but for jews obviously because they don't see jesus as the same but in the same way as as christianity um they don't recognize him as kind of like being part of god and they don't recognize the holy spirit as being part of god they just see god as as one thing one person kind of thing obviously with nothing to do with with jesus so that's kind of where they differ in their view of god is that jesus isn't connected to it at all and god is just kind of like god which i think is is we when you think about it in terms of christianity because the whole thing of being a monotheistic religion is the fact that if you're just worship worshiping one thing um when really it's, it's saying that god is three things but it's like the three things i guess makes up god so you're still like worshiping one person Mm-hmm. so within the god it's the father son and the holy spirit yeah so it's there's god but there's three components to god yeah that i guess that's sense? one way to to the think father, about, yeah. son and the holy spirit okay just trying to get my head around it all because yeah i won't i won't lie it's quite complicated i guess because i'm coming from a, from a position of just really not knowing um you know much at all and i guess i've always known like the basics of christianity like i guess as we've brought up you know i you know when you talk about christmas and easter and you learn fundamentally the significance behind those you know festivals i don't even know what you can really call it times of the year um but to sort of break it down into what like what god is and the views of god i've never ever really gone through that before and let's 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 go on to like talking about god's chosen people and the jews as god's chosen people can you talk us through that yeah so just before kind of like going on to it i kind of spoke about this a little bit earlier tonight the night where i said like the jews were god's chosen people and that is where a lot of kind of bad ideas about about judaism come about because you know what is your first reaction to this idea of the Jews as God's chosen people because as I said some people kind of wrongly take it as an example of racial superiority or egocentrism you know and if you didn't originally take it as that because I, I did say about it a bit before but do you see where people could have wrongly gotten that idea from if you know there was an education or knowledge about what it truly means mm-hmm. yeah I think so I think if there's, there's no context to it or there's no explanation I think it's quite strong terminology, isn't it? God's chosen people. I mean, that is quite a very, it's a very strong reference to a particular group of people being those chosen by God. So I can understand people's, I don't know, confusion or lack of understanding or, yeah, I can understand. But I think given the context and given an education around it, I think it can be understood definitely more clearly, I think yeah so to give a little bit of context for what it it means so this principle of the jews as the chosen people it differs greatly from that of christianity so in fact it has nothing to do with being self-absorbed or thinking they're better than everyone else instead it is the idea that they have been given a unique role to play on earth and they have divine duty and obligation so the chosen people is a reference to jews and um, how they are chosen to spread Abraham's message of uh, monotheism, so again, believing in one God and to teach and to be a reminder to the world um, of the importance of following the moral code, which would be um, their 613 
commandments. So in Isaiah 42, uh, 6, it says, I am the Lord, I called you with righteousness, and I will strengthen your hand, and I formed you, and I made you uh, for a people's government, um, for a like to the nation. So it's kind of that thing of, you know, the fact that God would have uh, made them to kind of in terms of being a light to nations is to kind of spreading the word and showing them kind of like you know the truth and things like that um and I guess you know does giving you know that kind of context do you think that kind of gives you know the context that's needed to understand what is truly meant by God's chosen people I think it does I think like you said it has nothing to do with being self-absorbed or thinking they're better than everyone else you know, it's the idea that they've been given this unique role to play on earth and they've got this divine duty and, you know, and obligations. So I think with that context, it definitely makes it easier to understand. And I think the terminology becomes simpler, if that makes sense. There's no, there's no overcomplication of it or there's no sort of, um, I guess, overcomplication of perspectives or sort of guessing what it might entail. You know, this and what you've just mentioned clearly defines it and explains it, which I think really important um but i guess the next natural thing to discuss is then well, what does christianity say about this so catholicism and um protestantism believe that god did choose jews in the past as chosen people but a new uh, covenant was created nearly two thousand years ago with christianity and throughout most of the history of christianity and amongst many of the evangelical christians that are around today the idea of being chosen in christianity is the idea that only christians will go to heaven while the non-chosen those who do not believe will either be in a state of limbo or will go to hell. So just how important is, is sort of finding out what Christianity says about this idea of Jews as God's chosen people? Um, I think it's it's very important because obviously it's it's different again, isn't it? And I think that is where it's it's like difficult because it's like you know Judaism said one one says one thing and then Christianity says another thing and one thing that I didn't realize um quite a bit until researching this is that I don't think it's so much now like in terms of like I think everything's fine between Jews and Christians I don't think there's in general any animosity but kind of through looking at it through history there was quite a lot of it and I didn't realize that and I feel like you know um I do feel like this idea of the Jews being the chosen people, I do feel like that was all, always going to be a cause of tension because, you know, you're always going to have other religions which are different that are quite obviously going to disagree with that fact, aren't they? And it's like, you know, obviously it, it comes to that choice then. Well, I, I guess if you if you are a Jew, you obviously have made that choice of, you know, you are the chosen people, but like, you know, it's what you believe, I guess, isn't it? Do you believe Christianity, that a new covenant was made and that they are now the new chosen people? Or do you believe Judaism? Um, I guess that's not something for us to decide because we don't follow it. And I guess if you're a yeah. follower of that religion, then you've you've already made that choice. But that's the thing with religion, isn't it? That although there might be similarities between the two of them, everyone's going to say something different. And that is where, for me, that is why I was probably never religious. Um, I, you know, obviously I have nothing against religion and I love learning about it. But, um, you know, I just find it kind of amazing that there's so many religions that say so many different things, you know, and which one is right? I know that's a very deep question that nobody yeah. can really answer. 
but it's like you know is and is any one of them right because I think even if none of them are right all of them kind of provide a way of life and for some people they need that structure in their lives Mm -hmm. you know they need that that rule system to to live by and those customs and obviously with it that you know it brings a community as well but for me I don't have enough strong faith to completely say out of all of these thousands of religions this is the right one I I don't have Mm -hmm. that in me to say that (laughs) to indecisive I I mean it's getting very I guess philosophical isn't it when we sort of think about all the religions as as a whole not as a whole sorry as within all the religions under the title of religion you know and thinking of it like that um yeah I don't think well I don't think anyone on the planet has the answer right like I don't think anyone will ever know um but it's like you said it's religion is such a fundamental part of billions of people's lives um and it provides them structure it provides them comfort it provides them community it provides them support so um yeah it is it's a fundamental part of so many people's lives um and i guess we've talked about religious texts we've talked about people but what we should talk about now is the religious significance of jerusalem so the importance of like a place a geographical um you know place um so both christianity and judaism recognize jerusalem as a sacred place that is that is of great religious significance however the reasons as to why they're important differ greatly for example, Jerusalem is important to Christians due to its role in Jesus's life. It is a place where he lived and ministered, as well as the place of his crucifixion and subsequent resurrection. For Jews, the Temple Mount is of great importance and is the most sacred site in the Jewish faith due to the temples that stood there thousands of years ago. For this reason, Jews also face Jerusalem when they pray. At the end of the Passover Seder, uh, Seder being a symbolic meal that Jews have, Jews say next year in Jerusalem. Interestingly, Jerusalem is also an important place in the Islamic faith as well, whereas it is the third holiest shrine in the faith after Mecca and Medina. It is also the centre of what is considered to, to be one of the most significant moments in Islam, the Prophet Muhammad's night journey and ascension. So just how important then is, is considering not just religious texts, not just uh, people within religion, but also like place, like places of religion. Yeah, obviously, it's so important because you hear of like the followers going on pilgrimages and they often go on pilgrimages to these important places like Jerusalem. And, you know, for for um, Muslims, it's, it's Mecca, Medina. For Christians, you also have Bethlehem and things like that. Um, I don't think I actually studied much about like pilgrimages in terms of the Jewish faith. But obviously, Jerusalem would be one of them. And again, it goes down to that that key difference that we looked at right at the start, which is the difference in how they view Jesus and you as we've seen throughout like that difference filters into a lot of of other things they filtered into the differences and similarities in the religious texts and now also like you know places uh, holy places like Jerusalem um uh, but Jerusalem it has been a very like topical place it's we, we will be talking later on uh, in a, a different episode about kind of what's been going on in, in Israel and Palestine and it has caused quite a bit of problems because just kind of saying it a little bit um you know briefly is that kind of I think Israel saying that Jerusalem was kind of it wasn't given to like Israel or Palestine it was kind of just I think it was like an exception to those things I might be wrong but that's what I think it it was because they have religious significance for well there it was for um Judaism and also um Islam 
but we also see here it's for Christianity as well um and it's weird to think how like one place is so important for for three religions because I think normally we just think um you know like Bethlehem just kind of put that to Christianity I don't think any other religions have a link to it but that that's probably the one that we know the most of because of the birth of Jesus but um it just goes to show doesn't it like I think it goes to show how closely linked these religions are and obviously the at the core of it is because it's an Abrahamic religion and the role of Abraham but if we just knew that and we didn't look more into it, we would just kind of lump them all together. And I think it's so important to look more into it because then we see these fundamental differences. And I think here especially we see that that fundamental difference leads back to that thing about Jesus. And if we didn't know about that, then we'd have so many misconceptions about about Judaism and I'm sure about Islam as well, but obviously we're speaking about Judaism today. I, I, you know, I didn't realise just how interlinked the three religions are, Judaism, yeah. Christianity and, and Islam. Um, I, yeah, I really didn't realise in terms of, you know, uh, you know, religious figures and, you know, obviously, you know, place of religious significance such as Jerusalem. I really didn't realise the extent to which they are interlinked in that way and sort of connected. And in terms of their different symbols as well, I guess, again, that's really important you know I guess we've broken down haven't we all the different parts of religion we've talked about religious texts we've looked at um you know people we've looked at just now like locations and where around the world is of you know significant religious importance do you want to sort of break down their different symbols now yeah so Christianity is widely recognized so did I say wildly? I keep saying I don't know if I'm saying wildly or wide, widely, but Christianity is widely recognised for the cross as its symbol, which is quite obviously um, to remember Jesus's sacrifice on the cross. And you know, earlier we were speaking a little bit about um, you know clothing, and I guess like as I said, I can't think of any like clothing to do with Christianity, but I guess you see a lot of people kind of you know wearing the cross and like um a necklace or something like that so maybe that would kind of go in with clothing um but Judaism is recognized by its use of the star of David as a symbol and in Hebrew it is known as Mag and David which literally translates as shield of David and is a, a hexagram that is formed by two overlapping triangles uh, one of which is pointed upwards and the other one which points downwards um, so the star of David is named after King David of Israel and it also forms part of the Israeli flag which I didn't know until uh, reading that before um, but it's also sometimes known as a shield of David as it protects um it protects him like uh like god um so like many things when it comes to religions there are so many different interpretations of what this star of david means i think most of us will kind of be um you know know what it is through kind of like you know in in world war ii when they had to wear um wear it on them to kind of identify themselves as jews um but some people think uh, that the Star of David represents an inner spiritual centre that is supported by its six sides. Um, others believe that the inter- intertwining of the triangles is a shield against evil. I think I think it dates back to medieval times. Like This is going off the knowledge I have from GCC, which is quite a few years ago now, so I might be wrong about that. But I think that idea of it 
being a shield against evil dates back to medieval times and some people then believe that the six sides represent the six different um directions so that's north east south west up and down and then the triangles um one pointing up and the other pointing down represents um kind of like us on earth and god um who's above us and i don't know if i said i might be repeating myself i can't remember but kind of i think i read somewhere before that some people think like the intertwining of the triangles is kind of like it can't be taken apart because then it's like it's intertwined if that makes sense so it's like mm-hmm. it can't be broken or something like that i i mean i i've known like a little bit about the star of david and obviously it's like as a symbol um you know of judaism but i mean i've never ever sort of known about the the breakdown i guess of 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 the symbol and like you said the intertwining of the triangles shield against evil and then obviously the six different sides um i really didn't know but even sort of the deeper detail of it um i i remember reading a book i think it was called like star of david um and that I mean, that must, have, that must be sort of years and years ago now. And that's the only time I really sort of read something related to it, if that makes sense. Apart from that, I guess I've seen it in like maybe the media and stuff and maybe a bit when I was at school, but I really didn't know too much of the significance of the symbol. So that's really interesting to sort of put it all into context, isn't it? From what we've learned already about Judaism and obviously, you know, sim- symbolism and, and sim- you know, symbols are incredibly important to the identity of a religion. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about identity a little bit so far, but identity is massive. You know, it's yeah. so important for people who follow religions. So it's interesting to find out, yeah, exactly, you know, the meaning of the Star of David. I feel like most people would know of it, as I said earlier, through kind of like um, World War II, where they were identified with it. But I think it's so important to, to know that it doesn't just date back to that, because obviously, as we've just seen, like through the, the completely different and wide variety of different interpretations of what it means, it doesn't go back to that past. And I think that's the thing with Judaism because they've been persecuted so much throughout history. And unfortunately it does exist today, I would say in a, in a slightly different form to maybe what we've seen in history, but you know, it's obviously still bad. You know, it's it's obviously important to talk about that. And, um, you know, in upcoming episodes, we will be talking about the origins of that, which, you know, is also so important. But, you know, as we say in the very first episode about Judaism, it's, it's also important to to see that the religion is so much more than, than what we've seen in, in history, the bad parts of history. But recently, um, in terms of um, the Star of David, I've seen... Um, on Twitter again is a bit of a theme here when it comes to anti-Semitic things it's all on Twitter um that um I don't know what it was I don't know if it was like um you know an influential figure or something to do with politics or just someone who is like you know taking the mick or whatever but um someone had used the the Star of David um and instead of having G on it, they put non-vaccinated or something like that it might have been French actually might have been in French what what do you think about that? What do you think? Do you think, well, obviously, I would hope you'd say it's wrong, but do you think that that goes back to just kind of seeing the Star of David as being as being linked to World War II and what happened there and not knowing this history? Do you think knowing this history and, you know, its importance in Judaism and it, all, all of that, do you think that would change some people looking at it so naively like that? Mm-hmm. I think people are incredibly naive and obviously any anti-Semitism or discrimination is very very wrong um, I'm really sad to see that it still continues to, to to go on you know especially on especially on social media like you mentioned Twitter it seems to be a, a place of 
very sadly so a lot of anti-semitism in, in recent times and I think definitely like understanding like the context more and like the roots of the Star of David and like the historical meaning behind it people would would probably change you know opinions if they knew actually more about it this this is always the case don't you think from what we've spoken about so far even not just with like religion but also the different the different countries as well if people actually knew more about something and like they educated themselves they'd probably quite often or more often than not change their opinions you know on things and I think this is a a prime example of that that if people actually took the time to educate themselves I think it would reduce discrimination I think it would reduce hate crimes I think it would reduce anti-semitism um but sadly it seems as if people aren't taking that time currently or not not I don't want to say everyone sorry because it's not everyone but those that are uh, discriminating it seems they're not taking the time to fully understand like the symbols of religions or the you know all the different aspects we've talked about so far so I think there's a lot more to do don't you think in terms of people educating themselves and I think it would reduce hate if people were just more aware of you know history is fundamental to I mean everything but especially religion um, when you sort of look back to the roots of the religion and why things are the way they are so I think definitely education is so important to like reducing the discrimination that we are so sadly seeing you know at the moment yeah I think it's sad really because people I don't think or I'd, I'd hope anyway that they don't do things like that um kind of like well I want to say on purpose I mean with the intent I think they just see it as a laugh um and obviously we've got this whole thing now like in a society of people being you know let's just say very sensitive and you've got that whole thing of cancel culture and I do think there's a fine line between things like this and cancel culture like I think it's very easy um, with some things they do go under cancel culture and I would say that but I think with more serious things like this I'm I think it's not Um, and like I think I don't know if you agree here. I think it's uh, it'd be interesting to see if you do. I think with the people who do things like, as I said, that example with the Mag and David and and having on it unvaccinated, um, I think instead of kind of you know being mean to those people, because unfortunately, especially on like Twitter and stuff like that, people do things wrong and then they receive death threats. And you know, two rights don't make a wrong and all of that. But I don't think that kind of you know calling someone out in a, a very mean or or whatever way is the way to go about things like that I rather think it, it is education um what, what do you think about that what do you think would be the the right solution I think you know for most things we've talked about on this podcast education is like key you know you could even say what, what we're doing now with the podcast is some form of education like education doesn't just have to be going to school and like learning about something at school it can be even just googling or you know listening to a podcast or watching a youtube video like there's so many ways now that you can educate yourself and i think above all that's i think what should be done and i think it will make people more open-minded to you know different religions different countries different ways of life you know this is like i said links all the way back to the travel as well and all the countries we've discussed i think having an open mind and just being more understanding of the, the way things are and also accepting that if things are different it doesn't make them wrong I think we spoke about that in the last episode like just because something's different to what you know doesn't make it wrong it doesn't mean that you should have 
it doesn't mean that you should have the opportunity to like discriminate or, or make uh, hurtful comments. And I think that those people that do make those discriminatory comments, it just comes from like a lack of education, just being quite naive about, about the topic. So I think definitely education is fundamental to changing opinions and ultimately reducing discrimination, you know, of many different topics of which religion is one of them. Yeah, as I said, you know, two rights don't make, is it? No, it's two wrongs don't make a right. I don't know if I said that wrong earlier. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, um, you know, people do wrong things, but, you know, things like that. But, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that people and some of the people who made, um, you know, alter that image wherever, I'm pretty sure they don't know the history. And obviously, if they did know the history and they, they, they saw Judaism as more than, you know, what it was in the Second World War and, and that badge and all of that, then I would hope to think that they wouldn't have done that. Um, you know, it's a very different um, thing there of, you know, someone reacting to that isn't being just sensitive. You know, that's quite a big thing nowadays, isn't there? Um, as I said, there's a there's a difference between that and often it can be, sometimes I think, you know, it's, it, it can be a little difficult to see and sometimes people kind of use that argument of sometimes oh you're just being a little bit sensitive and they, they use that because of maybe like other things that they've experienced before um or that general kind of view in society that we are too sensitive and as I said I do think there are examples of that but I really don't think this is one of them and of course if someone knows the history and you know they they have knowledge of Judaism and they then still go off and make those mistakes then you know obviously I think the way in which you deal with that is is different to the way in which you would deal with someone who needs to be educated on it but just to finish off and kind of like summarizing the the significant similarities between the two religions I know if this was all about kind of like looking at the differences and all of that between Christianity and Judaism but you know that's the thing like you know so many different topics we're looking at things very holistically and you know different things come up as well and we talk about those but just to kind of summarize it all up so the main similarities between the two is the fact that they believe in just one God and obviously the Abrahamic religions so it, Abraham plays a significant role in all of them. The Old Testament um, forms part of the Hebrew Bible. So that's, you know, the Hebrew Bible is part of the Christian Bible as we know it and part of the Torah, which is the Jewish holy book. Um, and also they, they share the Ten Commandments, although, you know, we said that Christianity has the Ten Commandments and Judaism has the 613 mitzvot, so mitzvot is just the Hebrew word for um, commandments. Within Judaism, those part of those 613 commandments um, are the Ten Commandments that we see in Christianity as well. And you can kind of work out from those similarities what are the differences. So, um, there's, there's obviously a difference in the way that they view Jesus, a difference in the way that they view God, and part of the, the way of the differences in which they view God is because of Jesus, and as well in terms of their holy book, it is the fact that Judaism doesn't have the New Testament again because of Jesus, and they have more commandments basically if we're just going to summarize it up but I think the most important thing to take out of this is the the difference in the way in which they they view Jesus so 
in the next episode um it's going to be one which is just me and I'm going to be talking about something that is purely just religious based so I'm going to be talking about um the Jewish wedding ceremony because I think for some people that's something that they kind of know a little bit about kind of the fact that it's a bit extravagant um so I'll just be going through kind of like the traditions the customs and what happens in a Jewish wedding ceremony and then after that episode then we will be doing one both of us together about the origins of anti-semitism um and I'm sure that would be that's a very important one I think because when it comes to something like anti-semitism discrimination and all those things I think it's so important to look back at history and see how far it goes because I think a lot of people who you know make stupid comments do stupid things on twitter they often don't know about that history which i think makes all of the difference yeah definitely i think you know from my perspective i've learned so much today and several things that i just didn't realize were the case you know for example the the similarities between islam judaism and christianity um then also also discussing the symbolism and the importance of religious places such as jerusalem so I've learned so much. I hope any, everyone listening has also learned a lot as well. And that I hope uh, everyone's sort of enjoying the, the slight change that we've, we've, you know, we've done with our podcast uh, in terms of you know, focusing on, on religion for a little bit. So just a massive thank you for all your support as always. Give us a follow on Instagram at the first thing you think of and we'll see you next week.